All right, welcome back for another episode of Talk to Tatiana. And I would love to welcome Amber Sweener to the podcast. Amber, welcome. And so awesome to have you here. I know. It's so great. We've known each other a few years, but it's fun to actually have this conversation. Yeah, I'm excited. Great. So Amber, um, share with the listeners kind of and with me, because I on purpose don't read the bio before the interview, because I do want the organic flowing um, conversation. And so talk a little bit about how your entrepreneurial journey started, where you and, and kind of how you got to where you are and then where you are today. So Yeah, well, I definitely think from the time I was a child that I kind of had an entrepreneurial way of being. I was a natural problem solver. I saw a world bigger than where I grew up. Um, I grew up in a rural, rural Wisconsin. I ended up being the first in my first generation of my family to graduate high school and then go to college. So there were definitely a lot of steps in the journey. But I do think that just from the time I was a kid, like I saw ways of building things better and building things differently. And I was very driven. Um, And so I, before starting my business, I sold television advertising. And what I realized I got really good at was talking with business owners and diagnosing like what's their vision, but what's really like the root issue going on. Is it, is it in their brand messaging or was it maybe something like with their mindset or something different And that led me to start at the time I started as a brand strategy marketing company. But I even from the start, I had this intuitive sense that really what I was meant to do was to support the leader in their transformation. But how I got started was selling marketing and brand strategy. And then it evolved into coaching the humans behind the brand as a part of it as well. I love that. That's cool. So, um, so how was that experience with your first business? Uh, were there any things that surprised you or any things that you realized that you need to be doing that you didn't expect to be doing? Talk a little bit about the good and the bad things that kind of come with any endeavor, you know, entrepreneurship oh, yes. or not. Yes. Yes. So uh, my son, I feel like we, a lot of us have a lot of things we overcome Um, and while I did grow, you know, I set a goal to grow a million dollar business within five years. And while I achieved that, that there were a whole bunch of behind the scenes challenges. And I've aimed to like be more open about that. I have a book that recently came out where I share about that in my book unleashed. Um, and from the get go, when I started my business, I had this vision. I believed in myself. I went out and got a few clients my first few months, but then something happened where I started questioning my own ability. And I thought, well, if I think I can grow this business, that must mean I have a big ego or I must have a big head. So even that a few months in that led me to go a path of bringing in a business partner, which turned out to be very misaligned, you know? And so that all happened in the first six months of my business. I had landed a few clients, got major imposter syndrome, brought in a misaligned business partner that only lasted four months, but then it, it kind of, it took years of healing and understanding. And, you know, but I believe that everything that happens is an opportunity for growth and learning if, if we choose to make it that way. And, you know, that really then led me down a path to really like looking at what does it look like to holistically grow a business that's not just accounting for the strategy? Because I was living walking proof. I know strategy, right? I even gained clients, but I gaslit my own 
inner knowing and my own self-trust was what became a huge blocker for me, right? And so that has just evolved for us in understanding like how to support business owners in the holistic picture. Um, It's not just strategy, it's the belief you have. So, I mean, for me, it's a lot of my learning has to do with myself as the leader behind the business. Because I believe like if we lead businesses, so much is rooted in us. You know, how are we showing up in leadership? How are we believing in ourselves? Like we need to, we need to lead our businesses. Um, yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. I, I think that we as leaders, and I don't know if you agree with this or not, but I think as leaders, we have an obligation to get to the nitty gritty when, when it's needed and also have a big picture vision yeah. um, in the other times. And so I think that that's really, really important. Um, and I do think that entrepreneurs have to be leaders, whether they like it or not, whether they think about it or not. But naturally, that's how it happens, because what happens in our own businesses is the, I guess, the projection that really uh, we create of us of, in the world, whether it's mm-hmm. in our families or, mm-hmm. you know, if we make choices, ethical choices in our business, then our kids look at us and say, oh, OK, like that makes sense. That's the right thing to do. And they do the right thing. Yeah. So I definitely think that that's definitely leadership um, topic. So in terms of that early business that you started, do you still have it? Do you still work with clients? And if it is the case, talk a little bit about where the clients that come to you struggle with. And what I want you to do is describe kind of a um, psychographic where that client is psychologically what they're struggling with what Mm -hmm. they're thinking about what they're worried about and Mm. what they want amazing so yes so my my business was strategic partners marketing and in 2021 i rebranded that to soul seed strategy so i have an overarching brand soul seed and within it are a few companies so um it's in a sense, the same company, but we rebranded to more powerfully lead with transformation of brands and the leaders behind the brands. We do still support some businesses with marketing, um, but most of our clients will start because they're at some sort of transformation point. And so what that looks like is often it's a business owner that has a vision for expansion or they they really want to be in the visionary CEO role, but they're still kind of stuck um, and we have clients across the board, but a lot of them are around, you know, that 700,000 to a million dollar in range. They don't have to be, but a lot of them, it tends to be that where you've built some support team, but you feel that the, you want to evolve into doing something different, or you really want the business to stand on its own and, and, um, the owner wants to not be in the day to day, um, and sometimes that looks like we've had clients who have one business and they actually want to do something completely different, but they're they're not yet ready to sell it or they don't have all the leadership team built. So on the coaching side, I support those visionaries to say, okay, how do we get the, so the team built to sustain this business or sell the business or release it and then support them in taking the next step? Like a lot of them will evolve into wanting to become thought leaders or, um, take their consulting to the next level, just work with clients in a different way at a, at a much more premium level versus being in the nitty gritty day-to-day operations. Um, and so usually it's that where the business owner, like they've been passionate about what they're doing, but they're starting to feel trapped by it in a sense. They reach a certain point of growth 
and they're, it's great. They're proud of what they've done, but they know that there's another level that they see for themselves. Yeah. I certainly can relate to that. I've been there myself. Yes. Um, and so I started other, started other, other businesses, wrote a book, that kind of stuff. So definitely. Exactly. Yeah. Relate to that. yeah. 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 And there's a lot that goes into that, right? Around, you know, just, okay, do I, how you believe in yourself and, and also strategically, like, so you don't just maybe abandon the business you've built, but like looking at, well, how can you get this to keep paying you? Or is there a path to selling it or something? Um, or is it better to just like shut it down, which usually isn't the case. A lot of people are on the verge of that, but actually it's, it's like when you're, um, you kind of get the squeeze gets tighter before it, uh, kind of opens up and gives you space again. And so usually we support people where there might be three to six months where it feels a bit grindy. We're focusing on the right hard things, but it actually sets them up for multiple years of a whole lot of, you know, greater ease and flow at that point. If you can just get past that grindy growth, growth phase. And what do you think, or why maybe, um, do you think that clients who are going through that phase, that grinding phase, why do you think they struggle with growth the most, or maybe it's not growth that they struggle with, but maybe the emotions or concerns mm -hmm. or anxiety that comes with it. Uh, why do you think that is? Yeah. Well, and I can relate because I was there a few years ago when I went through my rebrand. It's There's a number of things. Um, some of the most common is people think if they make a transition or some sort of change, there's a fear of what they'll lose. There's this fear of, well, what if I lose my team or my revenue or my clients? Um, that fear of if I go do something new, is it like starting over again? Um, and then some of it's in just a lot of personal identity of what I, I've built my name and brand around X, Y, Z. So what are people going to think of me? Or like, if I, if I, like I had one client who built a very successful mental health therapy practice and she wanted to become a life coach, which those are different. And it was navigating that like, well, what will the pub or what, what will my audience think if I used to show up as this, but I actually want to now become that. And I can totally relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm an accountant. And so, but I want to, you know, phase out of accounting and, yeah. and I've been through that um, thought train or story train where what if I'm all, right, all of a sudden just a coach or just a, an author or just a speaker or just a whatever, uh, what would people think? Cause I'm an accountant and I love what I do. <laughs> right. Right. And so how did you make those steps? Because you did write the book, right? I mean, <laughs> um, it was definitely a process. And in, in, I think that it's actually now that I kind of look back and, you know, uh, Chris and Jen at the Super Connector Media, they talk a lot about connecting the dots looking back. Mm -hmm. um, and as I was connecting my dots looking back, I realized that I think it's the next level of professionalism. When you get to a point mm -hmm. in your business and profession where you are tired of it, mm -hmm. uh, where you you don't like it anymore as much. Like I still love accounting and I know it really well. And I think in journal entries, but, uh, <laughs> but it's, love that. but it's much, so much more than that. And uh, I know I've come to a point where I realized that um, as an accountant, because my practice is a very boutique firm where, which means that I work with much, many, 
much fewer clients than a traditional accountant. Traditional accounting is a conveyor belt where you know it's 300 to 700 clients per accountant uh, per year, and it's just impossible in that to have the depth and help clients experience transformations in their business. And I've been working with businesses and have seen their most intimate part, which is the financial part. And so I can tell what works and what doesn't. And Mm -hmm. I've seen how my work with clients that's coaching work with accounting clients has been transformative for them, for their businesses and their lives. And I realized that uh, when I'm a coach um, and or an author and a course creator, I can impact so many more lives than just those clients that I work with. And that really uh, was that um, a moment for me where I realized that I was, that I can do much, so much more and have a bigger impact and really enjoy that a lot more than I can do with preparing tax returns. <laughs> right. And I, I think, I think a lot of that is the journey of building a brand too, like really stepping into that visionary leadership of like, you've built a thing. And I don't know if your model is, you know, if you, if it's still offering accounting or supported through team, but like, it's, you know, we take these steps in our journey of really elevating our our brand and like who we are, what our company, how we can help people. And and I loved what you just shared, which I think for a lot of service providers, we go on that journey where you can sell a service, but some of us, especially those who are kind of conscious leaders, and we do a much better job in our service when we also learn how to start supporting that person or like start identifying to what you shared is there's bookkeeping, but there's also probably some element of like mindset with the way that a business owner is thinking about like investing in their business and running their numbers. And that's the difference between selling a service and then really providing a transformational service. Yeah, absolutely. And that certainly for me was um, that point. And, and I no longer want to just be an accountant. And I think that, I don't know if you know, Mike McCallowitz, but he certainly was critical for me in that transformation as he supported authors. And he actually made me see authorship as a separate career. Like it's not just, it's not just, I wrote a book. It's more of, I'm an author. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So, so yeah, I really love what you said, because I think it's such such an important part. And I think that, you know, imagine most accountants don't get, never get to that point. And I'm sure it's the same for doctors and lawyers because I also just, you know, heard this, someone mention, shared with me that they have a, two clients who are dentists who are burnt out and one out of dentistry. I think that the burnout is one of the steps where um, professionals start thinking about, do I really want to do that for the rest of my life? And certainly mm-hmm. true for accountants. So I can speak for most accountants. But interestingly enough, not many accountants get to that point where they're like, oh, I want to do something else too. Like, yes, I'm an accountant, but I want to do something else too. Mm. And many, you know, keep working until they die doing tax returns Mm -hmm. and and it works for them, but it just doesn't work for me. Absolutely. And I think that's the beauty of it is for people to recognize what does and doesn't work for them and what's values aligned. And I always say like, I love being an entrepreneur and I am so grateful that I have amazing team members who love having their place within a team. You know, we really, we embrace these different skills and kind of strengths finder tests to really see like, well, what drives individuals? And we've got some people on our team who want to balance and do multiple things and some who are more executors and they just want to be given the vision. And, and so I think that's what the journey is. And most people listening, probably entrepreneurs, where it's important for us to recognize that we are wired differently 
And so that's okay. If that means in your journey, there's going to be evolution or different versions of what you do. It might not be for everyone. Beautiful. I love having people on my team who love to execute a lot of the same things all the time. Amazing. You know, they still get room for creativity and growth. Um, but I'm so grateful to be supported by that while I'm out here constantly like iterating and evolving and leading the strategy because that's my zone of genius. And so we all get that to recognize what's our own unique zone of genius and, you know, being open to that when we feel that it's meant to evolve again. And that's usually just kind of rounding back. That's that transformation point that I end up supporting people with is, you know, you start to feel it's coming, but then you don't quite know how to fully trust it or step into it. I love it. And your clients are very lucky to experience that because going, you know, going through that, I go, went through that on my own and, and mm. having somebody else support you in that is, I think is really, um, would have been, would have made it a lot easier. <laughs> Let's yeah. put it this way. <laughs> and so it's certainly, maybe even quicker. Um, but you know, I had a business coach that helped me with the accounting business. And as soon as I got into a point where in the accounting business, um, it was streamlined, fe effective, efficient selling, uh, the performance was good. Everything was great. Um, as soon as that happened, I got bored and I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. what's new? What's next? <laughs> mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the coaches at the time were focused on specifically coaching accounting professionals. And so it was geared toward more supporting you as, as an accountant, accountant for accounting firm yeah. owner, as opposed to it's entrepreneur. Yeah. It's supporting probably more of what you do and not how you're, how you be like your being correct of like, what's your, yeah. Mm hmm and so that's really cool that you do that because I think that many of us, um, you know how they say, I don't know how true, how true this is or not, but in October at the event that you and I were both attended, they, I think Jen shared that 90% of people throughout the pandemic said that they hate their jobs or something like that. And it's 90% of everybody. It's a lot. And, yeah. yeah. And I'm sure that there are business owners who are in the same, um, in the same exact place mm. that hate their business. Um, because it no longer really, I guess, fulfills them on a different level, not just a business level, you know? You know, and what I say about that is I do think sometimes it is the actual business and the work you're doing. And sometimes it's a shift in their own leadership or how they're seeing themselves in it. And it, and it's, it's a mix usually. Right. But what I mean about that is there's times where maybe I felt trapped by my own business until I recognized how it was maybe my own limiting belief or my own energy or way that I was still um, trying to caretake for everybody and not trusting and like holding team accountable to, or, or trusting and letting them like flourish in their role. So it's interesting because I think we need to get to the right root of the thing. Like, okay, is this not the right business anymore? Or it all comes back to like looking internally within ourselves like, what are we going to do about it and what shifts can be made? Because sometimes then people have turned around and like actually le then loved once they stepped into their new way of being, they loved being a leader again in their business. They just needed help seeing that they could choose a different way. <laughs> I love that. And that's exactly what you do, right? It's yeah. exactly what you help them see. And I, I think that it's so important uh, for us, because I think if you're doing it right, you will get to that point in your business. Mm. Um, 
that's what I believe in. I believe that um, I believe in multiple businesses and multiple mm-hmm. streams of income and mm-hmm. in multiple serial entrepreneurship. I think that that's a way for us to really be free. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really important and that's really great to have you help um, people accomplish that and do that easier and quicker and, yeah. and more meaningfully. Well, I guess. And I think most kind of growth oriented people, it's to be expected. I think sometimes we think something's wrong with us or something like, no, actually not, you know, because if you're fixed mindset, you're comfortable keeping it the same forever. But I find the people who usually come up against this and every few years you're like, wait, I'm ready for growth again. Why does this feel grindy? What's going on? That's probably because you're probably a visionary entrepreneur. Like you're probably growth oriented and there's nothing wrong with you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So Amber, kind of talk a little bit about your book and who it's for and what prompted you to write this book at this time. Yeah, my book Unleashed, it's about radical authenticity in life and business. And so I believe that there is a lot of shifting. There's conversation around how people want different types of work environments, but for us to really create work environments that honor people, you know, having lives outside of work and and finding the place where you can align purpose with profits because businesses still need to make money. I believe there needs to be a rise in conscious leaders and in an individual level. I mean, we can all be conscious in our roles. We can all be um, more authentic leaders, managers, business owners. So the book is really written for people, a lot who identify as heart centered or they feel they want, they're meant to make a bigger impact in the world. And the book, the goal is for them to be more empowered in their leadership journey and so that they can grow their business, create more jobs, make their impact, get past the things that might have them staying stuck, staying small. You're going to rewire those stories. Like I shared how I thought, oh, I must have a big head or I have an ego problem if I think I can build a multi-million dollar business and create lots of jobs. I'm so glad that I worked through that and healed that because then it helped me have a confidence to go forward and actually create jobs. So um, the book is created for people on that journey to stepping into more of their authentic way of living, but also specifically leaders and entrepreneurs, because I know like we need to get past those first steps in really trusting yourself. And a lot of people who read the book will not go on to build businesses and won't go on to create jobs, but I'm really passionate about the rise of more heart-centered leaders in business. A lot of people think, oh, is that a weakness? I actually think it's a strength, but when you're empowered with knowing who the heck you are and trusting it, so you can be strong enough to like go forward and grow your business and you know, build a business with profits from purpose. You can have no, both. I I totally agree. I think that it's it's important to to know that you can do both and you should do both because people don't start businesses to just start a business. People start businesses so that they can make money, but also make the lives of other people better. Better, yeah. That's what I believe in. Mm-hmm. And so how do you, what's the best way for people who are listening and let's say they um, love what they hear. What's the best way for them to find you and to connect with you and to um, potentially work with you? What would be the best way to do that? Yeah. So our website is soul-seed, S-O-U-L-seed. And then you'll see we have a few brands. So there's Soul Seed Strategy if you're uh, if you want support with your brand strategy, your marketing. And then 
it, or it can take you to Amber Sweener, my personal website, where people who want to work with me more around their coaching or to find the book. Um, and through, so if you just do soul dash seed, you can fill out a form, submit to have a consult. Um, and whether that's you're navigating your personal transformation or business transformation, I've built my business where I work one-on-one, -on -one, but I have a team, a staff of nine and growing where we have, as a company, we work with organizational, you know, transformation as well. Terrific. That's great. And of course, the links to um, all of that will be listed under the video if you're watching it on, on YouTube or in the show notes to this episode. Amber, thank you so much. And before we um, close out for today, uh, would you please share if, if you could go back in time and really um, change one thing or tell your younger self one thing, what would that be? So I do believe we can learn from everything, but it would be to trust my intuition more just earlier and more strongly. Cause I definitely had a lot of healing to do where I was gaslighting my own intuition. And I would say like, trust your damn self. <laughs> I love that. Trust your damn self. You will find that quote below, uh, below this video. So I love that. Uh, all right, Amber, thank you so much for being such a great uh, guest and sharing uh, such great stuff about uh, thoughts about the work that you do. I think it's so, so meaningful. And it, just from a personal experience, I know that meeting someone like you a couple of years ago would have made my um, growth and my path a lot easier. And, um, and I'm sure that it's the same way for your clients as well. Thank you so much for, for being a guest and for sharing. Thank you. And thanks for providing this platform and the way that you help business owners think differently and in, in their growth also. Love it. All right, everyone. So we'll see you next week for another great episode of Talk to Tatiana. Bye.